Hello, my friends. I am coming at you today with a little bit of a bonus episode. Um, the episode before this one, I talked about how dieting actually causes you to gain weight. And I sort of felt like I needed to follow that discussion up with kind of the next question that would come to your mind of, well, how do I then do it without a diet? Right. How, how does weight loss work without a diet or without following a specific plan? You know, we can, we can, um, we can define diet as a lot of different things, but basically, you know, following more of a strict plan, um, maybe things that you've done in the past, like tracking, counting, weighing, measuring all of that. Can we lose weight without doing all of those things? And if that's the only path that you've ever known, it would make sense that maybe like that's a question on your mind. And I get that a lot with clients. And I had one recently that, that kind of said the same thing where she's like, okay, I want to step into this, you know, intentional weight loss, but how does it work? (laughs) Like, how, how do I, how do I do it without tracking? That's the only way I've ever known. So we are going to go into talking more about the how behind this idea. And the reason that I want to do this, well, if you've been around here for a hot minute, I guess, you know that I really believe in the balance of body love and acceptance while also pursuing growth and change. And weight loss can be one of those things. In the traditional weight loss culture, it's more about the idea of shaming our bodies to change. Like they're not good enough as they are. So I have to change them. That is not the discussion that we're having today or any day on this podcast. The discussion that we're having is As I align more and more with the woman of wellness that I want to become, I also recognize that my body will likely change. And that's a good thing, right? And one of those changes can be weight loss. And that's a good thing. So, Before we jump in, I really, I'm not here to tell you to lose weight and nobody should tell you to lose weight. That's a decision that you get to make on your own terms. I'm not here to say you have to lose weight to love your body, to be happy or anything like that. What we are saying is if you want to create some change in your life, and align better with the version of the woman of wellness that you want to become. And that looks different than the lifestyle that you're living right now. And body change is part of that equation, part of that discussion, then let's go for it, right? It doesn't have to be about shaming our body. to change. It can be about nurturing our body to change. 
So there's one thing that I, I want you to know as we, you know, last week I talked about how dieting has caused is causing your weight gain, right? You, you, you lose the weight, but ultimately you're higher than you were before because you kind of keep gaining it back plus more. Um, and if you want to listen to that episode, great. In this episode, we're going to cover how to change, how to change that system or that cycle that you've been in. And the thing that I want you to know above everything else is your body, just like you can, right? Your body, your metabolism can always be changed. It can always shift. You're not a lost cause. Even if you've tried all the things you, you're not, you know, without hope or anything like that. It's just about making some simple, simple shifts that maybe are different than you've done before and recognizing that you and your body can always change. So just, just kind of keep that in your mind. If you are in a space where you're like, okay, you know, I, I've, I've done dieting. Maybe I feel like it's really destroyed my body, which it can feel that way. Right. Especially if it's been a long time that you've dieted and I feel like I've tried all the things. I don't know what's, what to work, what will work. I don't, nothing's worked for me. How I want to, I want to give up the diets, but I also have this goal of, you know, creating change in my body. How do all these pieces fit together? That's what we're going to answer in the episode today. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, how do we lose weight without going on another diet? The first, so there's two components to weight loss. There's two kind of like things that we have to work on. One, mindset and to action. And traditionally on this podcast, I would start with the mindset because your the mindset that you have, the way that you think, the believe, feel, that creates your actions. So arguably mindset is 
probably one of the most important pieces when you're considering creating any sort of change in your life. And in this case, weight loss. However, I'm going to shift things up a little bit today and I'm going to do something differently. I want to start with the action. And there's a reason for this. And I hope it comes through in the episode. But I first want to start with if I want to do this, how how would how does that even look? Like what does that even look like? How would I do something like that? And through that discussion of those steps and what it looks like, we're going to be weaving in mindset and, and kind of finishing out the episode with how we approach it from the inside out. So stay with me here. Cause I think this is really going to be helpful and beneficial to start, um, a little bit in an opposite direction today. Okay. So there are a few truths about weight loss that we need to understand about body change, about our bodies and all of that. Um, these are really helpful things inside my food freedom program. We talk a lot about truths about food and, and things to understand, um, about food. And so I want to bring that kind of that same concept into this, um, podcast first, your body will match your habits. Your body will match your habits. I'm going to say, I'm not going to give a percentage, but I'm going to say most of the time there are always outliers. There are always things that, you know, maybe weird things that happen, but most of the time your body will match your habits. So if you create weight loss habits, your body will change. It's a, it's a cause. What is it? A a cause and reaction. That's not the right word, <laughs> but when you start to create these habits, change will start to happen. The second truth about weight loss is that exercise, because this is an important component. Exercise is a support, but not the main factor for weight loss. If you are pursuing weight loss, because you, or if you're, if you are exercising and making that your primary weight loss driver, it's not going to be very fulfilling. There's lots of reasons for this. One of them is that you can't exercise all day long, right? Like you can exercise and burn a few hundred calories, but you've got to eat all day long. And so what I say about exercise, here's the thing. My, my professional opinion is that exercise is both the most (laughs) and least important, um, part of body change, weight loss, um, and wellness and all of that, because when you take care of your body in a form of movement, it shows a sense of body love, like appreciation, like I'm taking care of you. And when you take care of something, you create an appreciation for it. You create a desire to continue taking care of it. 
And when you exercise, you feel better about your body. That's all the endorphins and all of those things that are at play here. So exercise should be a, an important component of any sort of body change or wellness approach that you have, but it's not a main driving factor. It's not like the thing you change to drop the weight. And one of the reasons I say this is because, you know, we don't, we don't need to worry about what the treadmill is saying about how many calories we're burning. We need to be there because we're there taking care of our bodies. The third thing is that this might be a hard pill to swallow, but weight loss will not instantly cause you to love your body or change everything. In fact, a couple of years ago, my friend redid her kitchen and it was so interesting because, you know, she had kind of like a, an older house and this was a new remodel. And I asked her, I said, so what's changed? Like, has everything changed about your life? <laughs> and she said, uh, no, I'm still the same. <laughs> We're still the same. We just have a bigger space. It's a little bit nicer, right? We can, you know, there's a couple other extra things I can do with that. I have some more storage. I can have more people over. Um, but at the end of the day, it didn't really change much of anything. If we are expecting weight loss to be the end all be all for body love, right? As soon as I lose the weight, I will love my body. I will appreciate my body. You will always be chasing. You'll always be chasing that. Always. You'll never get there. Because more than the outcome of weight loss the pursuit of weight loss is about who you become in the process. And that kind of leads me to my next truth, I guess you'd say, is that, you know, weight loss doesn't, it doesn't teach us or dieting, I guess, it doesn't teach us, um, to find, the transformation in the process. It teaches us to essentially get to a destination and hope that there's happiness there. And I'm sure there are several of you listening that have lost weight and haven't really like kind of questioned, well, why don't I love my body? Like I thought it would at this point. So instead of focusing on the outcome per se, focus more on who you become in the process of that weight loss and everything will change. Okay. The last truth about weight loss, and then we're going to get into the action steps. Your body is always, always, always changing. Expect change. What's the quote? The only constant is change. The only thing that is constant is change. Expect that your, that your body is going to shift, ebb, flow throughout your life. We don't always have to be at a same weight. We don't always have to be at the same size. Who we are does not change based on how our body changes. And if we understand that, 
we're more open to flexibility. We're more open to understanding how bodies work and how we can work with them. And I lied. I actually have one more <laughs> truth about weight loss. Um, dieting is faster. I'm just going to say it. Dieting is faster. It's true. If you want weight loss, you jump on a 30 day plan or 60, 90 day, whatever, it doesn't matter what the plan is. You jump on something strictly. You're going to lose weight faster. Absolutely. But it's also shorter lived. And you know this from experience. So I don't need to go into this, right? You know this from experience that dieting helps you lose weight quickly, but how long does it last? It often doesn't last very long. So as difficult as it is to say it, you're going to know if you're in the right place based on this sentence that I say, that I say right now. The longer it takes to get there, the longer it will last. And that's okay, right? It's taken a long time maybe for you to get where you are right now, even in dieting. Can we look at this as an opportunity to grow, to change in the process? And I'm not saying it has to take forever. <laughs> don't don't, don't um, get those words mixed up. But recognizing that it's okay for this process to take some time. And if it takes time, you know it's working. Okay, let's dive into the action steps. How? What how? Let's answer the how. And before I go into this, um, we go deeper into all of these action steps plus more inside the Food Freedom Program. And so if you are like, I want to figure out how to heal my relationship with food and my body in such a way that I can get myself to a place of creating sustainable weight loss and habits for the vision of the woman of wellness that I want to become, that's what we're going to teach you in, in food freedom. So if any of these, um, points that I make, you're like, okay, I want to go deeper on this. I want to learn how to do this. That's exactly what we do inside food freedom. So make sure to get yourself on the wait list, a woman of forward slash food freedom. And I'll put a link in the show notes, get yourself on the wait list because we go through every how, and you follow all the steps so that you have all the tools to help you create that lasting change. And I want you in there because it's a wonderful, wonderful community. We have so many women in there that help each other out and it's, it's so beautiful. Okay. Number one, the action that we are going to take, get to a place of body neutrality. Okay. This is a, how it, it, again, it kind of mingles with the mindset, get yourself self to a place of body neutrality. What do I mean by that? Your body is good. Your body functions. It does things for you. And the reason that we need to get to this space is if we're coming from a place of shame, weight loss will never last. 
And if we feel like we have to get to a place of body love before we step into the weight loss, we may never get there. So at the, at the bare minimum, right. Body love is, is totally fine. (laughs) It's okay to have that and and all of that, but at the minimum, we want to make sure that we're at a place of neutrality. My body is good. It's worthy of being taken care of. It's worthy of respect and it's worthy of pursuing change. And that's good. And it does things for me and I can, it works for me and I can work with it. That's a place of body neutrality. And when we get to that place, we release the shame cycle, that desperation to get out of your body, right? That's what starts us in the diet cycle in the first place. So we need to understand that, you know, our body's going to match our habits and we need to get to ourselves to a place of trust patience and calm with your body. Have you ever considered a calm relationship with your body? That's what body neutrality looks like. And it's a feeling of kind of an affirmation of you are capable of creating change, right? I am capable of creating change. That's what the body neutrality is. It is good and it can change. So that's step number one. Again, we teach you how to do these things inside food freedom. The second is to neutralize, there's that word again, and allow food. When foods are off limits, you binge more. You overeat. You can't be consistent. So our next step is we have to teach our body that food is going to be served, I guess. That's the best way I can think of it. Food is going to be served. And there is a a balance of all foods. Because again, as soon as we eliminate a food, we instantly build up a craving. And when we have labels on food that are good, bad, high calorie, fattening, unhealthy, healthy, all of these things, then it, it kind of introduces that shame cycle again, right? Well, I ate the bad food. I'm, I'm a failure or I'm just going to keep eating it because I can't stay on my diet, right? Food becomes part of your value. So we have to step into this place of, okay, food is, is neutral. All foods are available to me, which I understand this might be a really overwhelming concept to you. And that's why we dive deeper into this, into food freedom. But for right now, I want you to just think like, what might that look like for me? If I were to say food could be like a neutral thing and I can start bringing all food back into my life. What does that look like? How do I bring all food back in without a free-for-all, right? That's not what we're talking about. But recognizing that, that food is available to me and I get to choose how it looks and how, how it works 
instead of feeling like someone else controls that either the diet controls how it comes in, right? What comes in, how much, all of that, or my shame controls it, right? How often do you feel in control when you're in a binge or when you're emotionally eating? Never. You feel, you feel out of control. You, you don't feel like you're in control of that choice in the moment. Allowing food brings that empowerment, I guess would be a better word, back into your hands. And it helps you make choices rather than feeling like the choice is out of your hands or unavailable to you. Step number three is then, once we've gotten ourselves to a place of body neutrality, food is allowed, it's neutral. Our next step is to consistently, this is the all caps word, consistently meet your body's needs. This means the, your body's physical and emotional needs. Physically, your body needs food to f- fuel, right? Food for fuel to live. At the base level, level, food is life. It keeps you alive. So we need to meet those needs. And there are different kinds of foods that meet different needs for your body. And when we take the emotion out of it, it just seems really simple, right? <laughs> there are just different kinds of foods that meet different kinds of needs. And all you need to do is consistently meet those physical needs. Start to learn what it feels like when you're hungry and what to do about it instead of ignoring it because the diet told you so, or because you feel like you can't eat because you did horribly yesterday, or it's not in your calories, even though you're hungry. Dieting teaches you to ignore sometimes willfully, or I don't know if that's the right word, but, you know, purposefully ignore the hunger cues. It also teaches your body to almost not even be able to like, you don't even recognize the hunger cues anymore because you've learned how to suppress them for so long. So we need to consistently learn to meet those needs. What does it feel like for me to be hungry? What does it feel like for me to be satisfied and full? There's a very big difference between being full and being satisfied, right? There's a big difference there. How can I consistently meet my physical needs of satisfaction with food and the physical needs of just amount of food, right? Fullness. And then we also need to consistently learn to meet our emotional needs. And I always say this one second, because if you are meeting your physical needs and your, your body is well-fed, you're going to have less emotional eating episodes. And why do I say this? Because when your body is well-fed, you're not, you're not having like a, a hunger issue connected to the emotional issue, right? If you're starving, well, then there's an emotional issue attached to a physical issue of I'm starving, I'm hungry. And maybe that makes you tired or irritable or whatever. When you're well-fed, you're better equipped to deal with the emotion. You will naturally emotionally eat less 
Um, and so that, that's just kind of like a side effect of learning to meet those physical needs and then also teaching yourself how to meet those, those emotional needs. When do you turn to food? What, what do you struggle with, with your emotions, right? When you feel defeated, do you turn to food or, you know, when you're sad, we need to look at how do I then, how do I then deal with those? How do I recognize them? We always start by recognizing them. Hey, I know you, your sadness, your anger, right? We name them. And then we do something about it again. Like we don't, we don't want to suppress our hunger cues. We don't want to suppress our emotional, our feelings either. They're there for a reason. And they're telling us something just like a physical hunger cue is saying, Hey, I'm hungry. Your emotional cues are saying, Hey, I need something. I have a need. And I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know where this comes from. I don't know why we've been conditioned to ignore our needs. Um, but it's, it's a common thing. We don't often meet those needs. So our step three is to then consistently meet your body's needs. My friend, I want to know if you can relate to this story a woman in our community shared recently. I always worry about what I eat and what I look like. My self-esteem is wrapped up in what the scale says and then I turn to emotional eating. I use food for everything, celebrations, rewards, boredom, stress, and sadness. My world revolves around food and I honestly can't envision a place where I don't think about food 24 seven. Send help. If you also find yourself on and off diets, restricting and binging, emotional eating, gaining and losing the same pounds, and ultimately consumed with thoughts about food and your body 24-7, our Food Freedom Program was created for you. Inside this immersive course and group coaching program, I take you through the exact process you need to heal your relationship with food, your relationship with your body, and ultimately achieve your best health ever. And yes, that can include weight loss without having to go on another diet ever again. My friend, no matter how long you've been dieting or struggling with shame in your body, food freedom is your answer to full and complete healing. Take a minute to imagine being able to have mental space for life and not just food to have freedom to eat without tracking, weighing, or measuring anything. Freedom from feeling like a failure at the end of the day. Freedom from having to stay within your food budget for the day. Freedom from sabotage and all or nothing thinking, and ultimately freedom to feel good and confident in your body and show up for the life you want to live. We do this and more inside our signature food freedom program. All you need to do is head to awomanofwellness.com forward slash food freedom and get on the wait list. So you'll be the very first to know when our next round opens up. I want you to know that a life without dieting is possible for you and it's better than you can ever imagine. Come join me in food freedom and I will be your coach every step of the way. And the fourth step is to optimize over time. You've got your, you're working with your body. You're, you have a balance with food. You're consistently meeting your hunger, fullness, and emotional needs. 
and now it's time to optimize. Then you start, I mean, alongside, I would say, alongside you implement nutrition strategies, right? Hey, I noticed that if I eat only a bagel for breakfast, even though maybe I'm hung, I'm full at the moment, I get hungrier earlier. So I need to learn, oh, protein is what keeps my body full, fuller longer. So I'm going to add a protein to my breakfast so that I don't overeat because I'm over hungry. That's a cause and effect situation here. So one of the strategies for optimization is having a nutrition strategy. And the simplified, most basic, and we don't even have to go beyond this. Like, I know sometimes we want to complicate it, but we really do not need to complicate this. The simple nutrition strategy is eat consistently throughout the day, eat a good mixture of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins at each meal and snack. And there you go. We try to complicate it so much, but your body needs carbohydrates for energy, uh, fats for your hormones, your brain, all of that. Um, fats also help with kind of some fullness and, uh, what did I forget? Protein. No, I said protein. I said carbs. Protein keeps you full. It helps with structure, all of that. Um, and so the, all of those pieces come together to support your, you showing up optimally. So learn some basic nutrition strategies. What are the proteins that I like? What kind of carbs are, you know, more helpful and supportive for my body? How do I like to feel, right? How do I feel after a, a meal or whatever? You, you start to learn and optimize those strategies. And then another uh, optimization tool that we use, and this is, you know, if you're wanting to, <laughs> what's the right word? I want to say tighten the belt, but that's not the right phrase. If you're wanting to kind of like shore things up a bit is to tighten the excess, right? Look for opportunities to rein in on the excess, the extra treats at night, um, the things that maybe aren't serving a purpose. They're just a mindless eating or an emotional eating or an overeating. Um, and there's, there's time and place for them, right? Like we, you know, you want to go out with friends and have a treat or whatever, and not feel like you have to do it just because you're not biologically hungry, but, um, you can still enjoy food and all of that. And just recognize that, depending on where you're at with your weight loss, maybe you want to be a little bit more intentional then then tighten the excess a little bit, you know, look for ways to improve that nutrition strategy. Look for opportunities to kind of make some shifts here and there to help you. So those are kind of the four action steps that you would take to get your body in a place of, of weight loss, right? Creating habits that sustain weight loss. 
And then all we do is just is repeat, right? Keep working on that. Keep working with your body. Keep allowing food in proper amounts. Proper is not the right word, but it's the best word I could come up with. Nutrition strategies. Learn to meet those needs. This is this is probably the biggest one that we all struggle with for some reason. There's a lot of reasons actually. And I, you know, we're going to ebb and flow and, you know, there's times where I'm realizing I haven't really met my needs as well. And I've been more hungry throughout the day or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, it's cause I didn't eat a good breakfast. Right. We're, we're listening to those things. If you can learn to honor your hunger and fullness as much as possible, you will create change faster. Bottom line, if you can learn to listen to your body and meet those physical needs, it's going to, um, what's the word? It's going to like fast pass. That's not the right word. It, it's going to um, jumpstart that weight loss. It's going to make it so you're consistently creating change. Okay. So. Those are our actions. Let's, let's kind of throw in the mindset here. I told you I was going to come back to the mindset, the mindset, decide who you want to be and what habits you want to have, and then be okay with that choice. We have to understand that the reason dieting doesn't work is because it doesn't create a new version of us. Remember the transformation is in the process. It's not at the end. The transformation takes place throughout the whole process. And you've got to, you've got to decide who you want to be. What is your vision of a woman of wellness? What does that look like? Somebody that wants to, you know, compete in bodybuilding competitions are going to, is going to have, are going to have very different approach than someone that wants to walk and be able to walk upstairs and just really enjoy life and travel and, or whatever, right? It's going to be a very different approach. And the cool thing is, is you're the one that has to decide that. Who do you want to be and what habits do you want to maintain? And all of the habits that you create to support weight loss will be those habits that you will be able to maintain. And you can't maintain starvation. And that's what dieting does. You can't maintain starvation. We've got to decide who we want to be, how we want to live that lifestyle, and ultimately be okay with that choice. Knowing that things can change, right? You can change things in the process, but we have to be okay with the choice that we make to put in what we choose to put in. So if you're a runner, if you want to be a runner, what do you, what have you got to put in? You've got to put in miles, right? If you don't want to be a runner, you don't have to put in miles. Those are the habits that we have to learn to sustain. If you want to 
eat more nutritionally, one of the habits that you're going to have to create is eating at home more, right? Making some of your own meals. And that takes some time to get into that groove, especially if you eat out a lot. The second mindset component that I want to dive into is to make sure that you set the goal, right? It's okay to have a goal of weight loss or whatever you want that to look like. It could be number on the scale. It could be a size. It could be whatever you choose. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter that much because the most important thing is that you set the goal and then you focus on the process. You don't have control over the outcome of that goal. You don't, you don't have control when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen exactly. And that is really hard. I get it. I totally get it's really hard to release that. But as soon as you release it, you realize that the only thing that you can change, the only thing that you have power over is how you show up in the process. The consistency of listening to my hunger and fullness, the consistency of moving my body, right? We don't have control over how much weight all of that's going to lose or whatever, but we do have control over doing it daily and knowing that it is contributing to that goal. Set the goal, but focus on the process. I'm going to celebrate that I showed up every day and listened to my hunger and fullness rather than getting on the scale and seeing it not where I want it to be every day. It's okay to use the scale, you know, depending on how you feel. I have a whole episode on the scale, so we're not going to go into that, but, um, recognizing that we don't, the, the, the number is not the end all be all. Even though I know we've been taught that with our diet mentality, the thinking around that, but the reality is again, the transformation is in the process. You are being transformed when you focus on the things that you have power to control. You have power to control saying, I'm going to stop when I'm full. That is in your power. I have power to control that I'm going to learn to listen to my body when I'm sad and when I want to emotionally eat. I have power to control if I choose to go to the gym or not. But I don't have control over how the number on the scale is going to respond to some of those things. It's going to respond consistently over time. But in the moment, we can't say like, yeah, if you go exercise and eat this much, you're going to, this scale is going to say this on this date. We don't have that kind of control and that's okay. Okay. Third thing with the mindset. I hope you're still with me. <laughs> uh, identify as the detective. Put your detective hat on and your magnifying glass or whatever. And all you need to do is realign and reevaluate because you're in the process of becoming a new you. 
You're in the process of becoming a new you. And all you need to do is just create the identity of a detective. Okay. I see that maybe, you know, I focus on this process. I jumped on the scale or, or whatever. And I saw that, okay, I see these numbers going down. I see that it, the consistency is working or I see the number and I go, oh, that's not maybe aligned with where I want it to be or whatever. And I'm going to change a little bit of my process. Maybe I'm going to tighten my nutrition strategy, tighten the excess, right? Your job in the process of body change is to be the detective, not to be the drill sergeant, not to be, you know, the mean trainer that says you're a failure because you didn't or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Your job is to be the detective and look for, look for clues. How am I doing? What do I need to change? What do I need to shift and repeat? That's it. And that is how you detach from weight loss in the process of losing weight. <laughs> it's very hard to explain, but the ability to detach from the outcome will serve you so much in this process. And then lastly, in terms of mindset, and I could probably talk for hours on mindset, but these were kind of the top four that I was thinking of is to focus on the focus on the wins versus focusing on the lack. We are really good at this and I am guilty 100%. So I am preaching to the choir here. We often see more of what we lack and see less of what we did accomplish, what we have done, what some of the wins are. And if we are really used to this, it also makes it just like more automatic. And the reality is, is as you work toward weight loss, you are going to have so many wins, but you're going to see a bad number one day, or you're going to feel like things were a struggle and that's what you're going to focus on. And it's going to make you want to go back to the diet. And so I want to encourage you and all of us to pay attention to the little wins. Hey, yesterday I honored my hunger and fullness and it felt really good. Yesterday I overate and I paid attention to it and I practiced what I was going to do for next time. How can we create the things that feel like failures, the things that feel like lacks, right? Lack, what we lack. How can we turn it into a win? That will be so powerful. So let's say you want to get started today. You want to lose weight without going back on a diet. You want to get started. I came up with five steps that you could take right now today to get started on that path. First, you know, I had to throw some mindset stuff in here. <clears throat> Choose to let weight loss be a transformative and fulfilling process. I have had a few clients recently that have said, I cannot believe how much 
easier. I don't know if they use the right, if they use the word easier, but like simpler, easier, less stressful, this approach to weight loss has been than anything I've tried in the past. And they were scared at first. I've had a couple of them say like, I was really nervous to not take the traditional counting, weighing, measuring route. That's the only way I've known how to do it. And so I was afraid of this process and there's nothing that's more music to my ears than to say, this isn't as hard as I thought it would be. This is actually easy. It's simple. And I'm seeing results. That's the best part, right? They're also seeing expected results. Their bodies are changing. If we can get into that place of choosing to let weight loss be this transformative and fulfilling process, we get out of the shame cycle because we're not always trying to escape our bodies. We're saying, okay, I can do this within my lifestyle. I can work with my body and it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to feel overwhelming. And that is powerful because I'm willing to bet that most diets that you have been on have felt that way. You're hungry, right? I had a client text me the other day and said, I haven't even really been that hungry. And I thought I was going to be starving, (laughs) but yet she's seeing change. It works. It works. Step number two that you can start doing today. Start moving your body. Boom. Move your body in any way. And what I'm going to add here, I'm not going to give you a number or anything like that. Most days of the week, most days of the week, start moving your body in any way. Most days of the week, get in a habit of moving your body. It's going to support you through this process. Step number three is to begin listening to and honoring your hunger and fullness cues and get yourself to 80% full at meals. So 80, I always think like 100% is Thanksgiving full. 80% is satisfied. Listen to your hunger and fullness cues and don't go over 80%. That right there could take a little bit of time to practice. Satisfied without over being over full. Step number four is to optimize daily with nutrition principles. Look for ways to make little shifts, little things better, right? Okay. For breakfast, normally I have a bagel. I'm going to add an egg to it today. Or um, I'm going to have add more protein to my smoothie or whatever. I can't think of anything on the spot right now, but, um, think about how to optimize this, this daily, right. Or maybe I say, okay, I'm going out. We're going to have a big, heavy dinner. Maybe I'm going to do half the bun tonight, um, and still be satisfied with it. Right. We don't want to, we don't want to leave feeling like that was not satisfying, but we also don't have to order the salad. Can I optimize and say, okay, well, if I'm going to go out and get a burger and I'm going to listen to my body, I'm going to stop when I'm 80% full instead of feeling like I have to finish the whole plate and then I've destroyed everything anyway. I can learn to listen until I'm 80% full. And the fifth step, simple, simple, repeat. (laughs) Repeat that process. 
move your body, listen to your hunger and fullness to 80%. If you're a little bit more on the, um, quicker weight loss route, um, you could go 70 to 80%. That's fine. What I tell people is it's okay. If you are a twinge hungry, that's not the right word, a little, little bit hungry, um, before bed, but not waking up hungry because you're starving. That's okay too. Well, not being starving, but, but recognizing like if you're in a, in a state of weight loss, um, it's okay that there, we would expect a little bit of hunger because you're in a calorie deficit and that's okay. So if we are working harder and we want to optimize that, maybe we put ourselves between 70 and 80% full at our meals and recognize there's a slight deprivation. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming, huge deprivation. It's a slight deprivation. And then we find ways to optimize. How can I improve my nutrition? How can I get the most bang for my buck, basically? Right? How can I meet my needs without extra? And then repeat, repeat, repeat that daily practice. When you're, you know, when you're off a diet, you usually end up in a cycle of overeating for a long time after because your body was so hungry. And so you're constantly overeating and overfilling your body because you're mentally and physically hungry, right? Let's get ourselves to a place where we're mentally and physically satisfied. I I know this because I've seen it in so many students and clients that you will be so surprised at even how simple this can be and how profound the changes can be. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be hard. It's about making little shifts consistently. And you know what? I know that that marketing doesn't sell very well, (laughs) right? I get it. But I also know that if you're still listening to this, you're in the right place. You don't want to go back on that diet bandwagon. You're in the right place. And I want to invite you to join us in food freedom because we we teach the action and we teach the mindset. We weave them together to help you consistently show up, to help you make peace with food, make peace with your body, create sustainable change. That's what we do in there. And I hope more than anything, this episode today has given you some hope that You don't have to go back on another diet. You don't have to weigh and measure your food to create change. Even if that's the only way you've ever done it before, you can do it another way. And there is a different way. And it's different in lots of ways, right? But I hope that it feels good. It feels peaceful. It feels like, okay, this is is a route that feels good to me. And if it's not, that's okay. I'm not offended. (laughs) I'm not offended if this isn't the space for you. But if you are feeling that need to just feel more at peace with food and with your body and 
with your approach to change, that's what we're here for. So thank you so much for listening today. And I hope this was a really helpful episode for you to understand what it looks like to lose weight without going on a diet. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.